0: Allah Allah You are listening to Idaris.com Alhamdulillah Alhamdulillah We worship him ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا. من يهده الله فلا مضلله و من يدلله فلا هادي له. ونشد والله إلىه إلا الله وحده لا شريك له. ونشد أن سيدنا ونبينا ومولانا محمد عبده ورسوله. أما بعد فعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم وما أَتَاكُمُ الرسول فخذوه وما نهاكم عنه فانتهوا صدق الله نَظِيمُ سبحانك لا علم لنا الا ما علمتنا انك انت العليم الحكيم رب اشرح لي صدري ويسر لي امري وَحْلُ الْعُقْدَةَ من لساني يفقهوا قولي respected brothers respected elders mothers and sisters listening at home in our last session of Durs-e-Hadith, I spoke on how Sayyidina Uthman bin Affan radiallahu ta'ala an greatly benefited the Ummah by making sure that there is only one universal reading of the Qur'an saving the Ummah from the many other complex recitals of the Quran that were there. This was great khidma service taken from Uthman bin Affan Radiallahu Ta'ala an. What he did was he made sure that everyone living in the Islamic Empire should read the Qur'an in the manner of Logotu Quraysh. That was the manner how Rasul Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam Would pronounce the word and recite the Quran And his last reading to Jibreel Amin And so it was important That the Muslim Ummah realize That there is only one recital of the Quran That should be common amongst the Ummah and if you were not well versed in the Qiraat and the Tajweed rules of the Quran then it is better just for you to recite Mushafi Uthmani and alhamdulillah until today Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has blessed this ummah that wherever you are generally the imam that stands in front of the mihrab will recite the Quran in accordance to the kiraat that has been transcribed by Hazrati Uthman radiallahu ta'ala an, and what we have in front of us which is known as Mushafei Uthmani. Masha. This was the khidmat taken from Sayyidina Uthman radiallahu ta'ala an. At the same time we need to also remember that he did not shut the door of the other recitals, the other kiraat that were prevalent in the time of Rasulullah sallallahu, sallallahu alayhi wa Going back two weeks, we need to remember that the Qur'an was revealed to Nabiya Kareem sallallahu alaihi wasallam upon seven letters ala sab'atu, sab'ati ahrufin So there were different recitals of the Qur'an and this was only to facilitate and accommodate the Arabs and the different tribes that were there. Some words were more prevalent and some of them would speak one particular word in a different way so their pronunciation the accent was slightly different and so again this was the miracle the ma'jiza of the quran the kalam of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that each of the tribes could easily recite the quran in their own manner in their own accent of recitation and so when later on a lot of the Non-Arabs, those who were not well versed in the Arabic language When they embraced Islam, it was getting very very difficult And so Uthman radiallahu ta'ala an said That everybody must read in accordance to the logata Quraysh This was the khidmah With that, just to add on my respected brothers We need to understand that the ummah is safe if we follow one fiqh The ummah is safe if we follow One fiqh Like how Sayyidina Uthman bin Affan Radiyallahu ta'ala Saved the ummah from confusion Mm -hmm. There were other Recitals also Mm -hmm. And one could read Maliki Yawmiddin Maliki Yawmiddin And all the different ayats that I read in the last session Brothers recall that All the different verses And the changes that are there There was a fear that if everybody started Reciting the Quran one would say that my method of reading is better than yours and unfortunately this is what is happening today that if we pray Salah in accordance to lifting up your hands and then you'll find one particular group of saying that oh, see what we are doing is in the Hadith and so are you saying that Imam Abu Hanifa did not know Hadith Are you implying that Imam Abu Hanifa did not know hadith? That his students are the narrators of Imam Bukhari rahmatullah alayhi. That he did not know hadith? And so it is safe that there would be a lot of confusion. Because when we look at the hadith, there is a lot of hadith. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given the ummah a seat belt. uh, That in case... If you're not wearing a seat belt, it would be difficult. You'd be thrown out from the windscreen. So it is safe for you just to follow one particular fiqh. Alhamdulillah, Imam Abu Hanifa, right over there. Imam Ahmed bin Hanbal, right over there. Imam Ishafi right over there. Imam Malik, rahmatullahi, right over there. There was one brother who was praying salah. And I said to him, my brother, I see now suddenly you have changed your method of salah. And he said to me, Oh no, now Alhamdulillah, I follow the fiqh of Imam Malik. And I embraced him. I said, Excellent. If you feel comfortable with Imam Malik's fiqh, then follow the fiqh of Imam Malik until you die. Until you die. We have no grudge against Imam Malik, Rahmatullah, Alayhi, La Hawla, Wala illa Billah. Huh? We don't advocate that the whole world should become Hanafis. No. Yes, but what we say, is follow the standard of Ahlu sunnah wal-Jamaat. That generally you will find that great, great scholars of Hadith and Tafsir, all of them were followers of one fiqh. People like Alama ibn Kathir, people like Alama Jalaluddin Suyuti rahmatullah Alay, people like Hafiz ibn Hajar, the greatest muhaddis of his time. But he was a great Shafi'i. Imam al-Tahavi was a Hanafi. And so you have scholars. And so in order to prevent confusion in the ummah, it would be better that you follow one fiqh. Now imagine my respected brothers on a Friday to sit on this pulpit and to say, right, mashallah, you know, we 4 four-year-olds and five-year-olds and six-year-olds. Don't worry, brother. Don't worry about fiqh. Just pick up an English translation of Imam Bukhari, Muslim Sharif, Tirmizi, put it on your shoulders here, you know, mashallah, and you know, pick up Kitabul wuzu how to do wuzu, whatever hadith you find, you know, practice it. Imagine the confusion it would be for the children. Allahu Akbar. Even when you fall ill, no matter how much of the books that you've read on the subject of medicine, you'll throw yourselves at the hands of the kuffar who are doctors and You will say, oh please, you know, I've got a pain here. But what about your books? What about your knowledge? What about all that you studied? No. You'll throw yourself at the doctors. Who are kuffar? And you'll say, oh, you know, I've got a pain here. I've got a pain here. Allahu Akbar. So my respected brothers, there is a lot of shikmah and wisdom in sharia. Although from the outset it may seem different. It's very, very easy to say, "Ah, you know, we follow the sunnah. We follow the Hadith." And as if someone who is a Maliki or a Shafi'i is not following Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa and is following Imam Malik. Now these are the, you know, real petty, petty issues that people present. Oh, you follow Imam Malik and not Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam? وَلَا حَوْلَ وَلَا قُوَّةَ إِلَّا بِاللَّهِ الْعَلِيِّ <laughs> My respected brothers. can that be true? That a person is saying that we will follow Imam Malik and not Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam? So if people who did bay'ah at the hands of Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq, would it mean that you are following Abu Bakr Siddiq and not Hazrat Rasulullah? Yes. And so the people who did bay'ah to Hazrat Umar, would it be that they follow Hazrat Umar and not Abu Bakr and not Rasulullah? Yes. And the people who followed the Qiraat of Abdullah ibn Masood, would it be that you follow Abdullah ibn Masood but you but you don't follow Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa And this is how the shaitan, my respected brothers, yes. plays with the minds of people. We have to be very, very careful. And alhamdulillah, I am sitting in the house of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala here. At the time of the inauguration of this masjid, we have the imam of Masjid Nabwi sallallahu alayhi wasallam, who came and who was sitting here. Just here. Masjid Kiftitapa. And I spoke to him, Sheikh Subeti. And I said to him, I said, Sheikh, you know, we have heard that a lot of the imams of the haram, Promote that you must not be uh, an, an ardent follower of one particular fiqh and, and these are the words that came out from his mouth wa illa And what are you saying? That people should play with the sharia? That people should play with the sharia? If you look at the hadith And all of these hadith are sahih That at one time uh, If a sahabi was shot with an arrow and blood was oozing out, Imam Shafi'i takes the line that your wuzu is broken. Imam Shafi'i says your wuzu is broken. But if you look at another fiqh, take for an example the fiqh of Imam Abu Hanifa. He looks at the verses of the Quran and he says, No, Allah says, Hurrimat And that Allah has made the carcasses and blood haram for you. And with this ayat-e-karima he says that blood is impure, and therefore, and therefore, if blood comes out from you, your wudu breaks. So, what would happen in a scenario, in a case when a person is praying salah who does not follow one particular fiqh, and there's a long cue for wudu? Long cue for wudu, imagine. And so he's praying salah, and all of a sudden now he realizes that, oh my god, you know, wuzu, my wudu has broken because blood is coming out. Then what will he do? Quickly jump to the conclusion. Oh, it's okay. You know, let me become a Shafi'i for 10 minutes. <laughs> let me become a Shafi'i for 10 minutes. It's a joke. It's a joke. Allah give Jazai Khair to Sahaba'i kiram ajma. You know, it's become a fashion now. You know, the different method of prayer. It's become a fashion that you don't like it. it, it, it people would like. The olden cars were quite lower and quite low And you could easily comfortably sit in it Now you want something that's high And you want something even higher and higher This is your nafs If you want to become a mujtahid Then study Study my friend, study Study and become a great mujtahid And in fact ulama have mentioned today The doors of ijtihad have been closed And it is safe for you just to become A follower of one fiqh and so and therefore MashaAllah, looking at what Hazrat Uthman Radiallahu Ta'ala did, Allah gives Jazai khair to the companions. Ameen. Allah gives jazai khair to Hazrat Umar Farooq who said that everyone should read twenty rakats. Ameen. Allah gives jazai khair to Hazrat Uthman Radiallahu Ta'ala and whatever he said. Ameen. And he united the Ummah upon one recital, one recitation, one unique way of reciting the Quran. Ameen. And so fiqh, my respected brothers here. MashaAllah if you are comfortable in the fiqh of Maliki Become a Maliki If you are comfortable in the fiqh of Imam Ahmad bin Hambal, Become a Hanbali But bus, don't make a mockery of Sharia Don't jump around Don't jump around That for a few months you are a Hanafi For a few months you are a Maliki For a few months you are this For a few months this The Qur'an is not a textbook You know the Qur'an is not a textbook It is not a study book That you, you treat the Qur'an like a textbook or a study book Allahu Akbar, you're playing with fire. And this is what Rasul sallallahu Alaihi wasallam has said. If you say something which is incorrect, and even though whatever may be with the apparent meaning of the hadith, there are other technical issues to every hadith, my respected brothers. So we need to understand that. Allahu Akbar, my respected brothers, we are on the subject of Quran. InshaAllah, Allah wills. I wish to expound furthermore into some very important subjects of the Qur'an, which would only facilitate us in understanding the Kalam, the Qur'an of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The glorious speech. We need to understand that the Qur'an is the greatest ma'jiza, miracle given to Rasulullah sallallahu Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Every letter is hidayat and nur from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Every letter. It is unique, subhanallah. And when we meditate and ponder of the style of the Quran and in fact how the Quran even starts, if we look at the system of how the Quran begins, so when you read your Suratul Fatiha, which you read in every rakat, then the first chapter of the Quran is Suratul. Al- Fatiha Fatiha Suratul Suratul. Surah Al-Baqarah, MashaAllah. And if you read Surah Al-Baqarah, there is no book on the face of this earth that has got an opening like how the Qur'an has got. The Qur'an immediately from the outset is purifying that individual immediately. Islam. This beautiful style of opening the kalam of Allah. Allah says, ذَلِكَ الْكِتَابُ لَا رَيْبَ oh, Subhanallah لا If you are going to read the Qur'an Then make sure you understand that there is no doubt There should be no doubt in any of the letters of the Qur'an In fact, you can't even doubt the diacritical marks of the Qur'an Not even the Zabr zayr, pesh لَا رَيْبَ so when you look at the Quran, when you get close to the Quran, make sure you are in the right frame of mind that you are genuine and you are sincere. Otherwise you are just another bystander that will disappear very soon. So if you want to look at the Quran, Allah says make sure inside you are mukhlis. La roiba fihi. The Quran, there is no doubt in the Quran. Making islah of that person immediately. There is no doubt in the kalam of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Can you find any book on the face of this, Idris? Have you seen any book that starts like that? kitab You start the kalam, remember there is no doubt in the Quran, in any of the letters, everything has been preserved by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah has taken the responsibility to safeguard every letter of the Quran, of the kalam of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So when we speak, Of the Quran, when we listen to lectures that speak of the different sciences of the Quran, that is the time the shaitan comes. And so we have to be very very careful as Muslims, believers, we don't have doubt in any of the letter of the kalam of Allah. This is the kalam of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, it is wahi and it is revelation. Inshallah if we sit with this, frame of mind and inshallah in this mode Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will guide us. There is one very important subject that the Mufassireen often discuss in the Quran uh, which the scholars also speak of. And it would be better if we uh, have a better understanding of this because we live in a community at times we will even find non-Muslims talking to you and they will pick one certain subject of the Quran and put it forward to you and and say to you what, what is your opinion of this So if we have knowledge of the Quran It is very very good mm-hmm. One very important subject of the Quran The tafsir is The science which is known as Nasikh Mansukh Or Nasikh Of the Quran Naskh, in the Arabic language Would mean to erase something Nasikha means to erase The technical term technical definition of nasq would be the usulin have mentioned Raf'u shari'i shari'i. Raf'u shari'i shari'i. that one legal order is repealed by another legal order that comes one legal order of the quran is cancelled and Another legal order comes in its place that is known as naskh. So nasikh would mean the verse which abrogates, and the verse that is abrogated is known as mansukh. Nasikh, mansukh. In simple words, also for you to understand that when a Nabi is given nabuwats, when he is crowned with prophethood, all the previous Scriptures are abrogated. What are they? Yeah. Abrogated. And it is cancelled. Mm-hmm. So if somebody comes to you and says that, why don't you follow the scriptures given to Isa salam or the scriptures given to Musa salam? Mm-hmm. In Islam we have a very simple answer. Mm-hmm. That because Allah has appointed another Nabi mm-hmm. after Isa salam, and what a Nabi he is. And therefore... All of the previous scriptures have been cancelled, abrogated, and in simple words, all of the teachings of the past have been included in the kalam, in the Quran of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Now to give you one example, very quickly my respected brothers, that what is naskh in the Quran, because you will find that a lot of people even today want to find faults with the Quran, and and this was the same situation during the time of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam mushrikeen and especially the jewish community so one simple example during the time of nabi e sallallahu alaihi wasallam when allah's nabi migrated to madinatul Munawara, for a period of time rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam performed his salah facing Baitil, baytul maqdis For a period of time. Mm -hmm. So everything, every salah was towards Jerusalem, Mm -hmm. towards Baytul Maqdis. For a period of time. And then, after a period of time, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed a verse. Now turn your face from Baytul Maqdis towards Masjidul. Haram. And so we have Masjid al-Kiblatain. We have Masjid al-Kiblatain. Yeah. The mosque of two Qiblas. Rasulullah was actually standing there and that is the time the verse was revealed and Rasul sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam in his salah actually had, had moved from one angle to another angle facing Masjid haram and that is why it is known as Masjid al-Kiblatain. Mm-hmm. And so for a period of time, one law was that you face towards the Jerusalem, Baitul Maqdis. And then the verse that abrogates the former, the first legal order of Allah is the second verse that came that now you must change and turn your face to Masjidul Haram. So this is something that is accepted by the Mufassirin. Now Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has mentioned that generally you will find that the Mushrikeen who knew the Arabic language and they were dumbfounded when it came to finding mistakes and faults with the verses of the Qur'an, the Arabic language, they could not find a single mistake. So then they would look for other loopholes and uh, mm-hmm. other sort of, not mistakes, but when it comes to la hawla wa la quwwata illa billah, there is no fault in any of the laws of Islam. But obviously they would paint a, a very confusing picture to the Arabs at that time. And they would say that you see Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam says That the Quran is a revelation that comes to him from Allah mm-hmm. But that is untrue It is something that Muhammad himself has written and concocted This is what they would say La hawla wa la quwata illa billah And the proof is That why did Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam? Why did he have to change his direction Why did he change his Qibla from baytul maqdis to masjidul haram now these were jewish people mm-hmm. they would rather prefer rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam standing up and facing baytul maqdis mm-hmm. but why did he choose to be independent and now he turned towards the qibla of ibrahim alayhi salatu wassalam and so allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed the verses and allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said السُّفَهَاءُ مِنَ النَّاسِ مَا وَاللَّهُمْ عَنْ They can't find faults in the Quran so they will say to you Allah describes them as Sufaha, That these are the foolish people who will come to you And they will say to you, you see There is a mistake in the Quran Because now, al they say Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has changed his direction From Baitul Maqdis to Masjidul haram la hawla wa illa billah and the same goes with the Jewish community this is what the Jewish community would also say the Jews did not believe in nasq and, and they would say this would mean like as if Allah has Allah committed himself to a mistake and he realized his mistake and then now he wants to rectify his mistake by sending another law la illa billah now brothers alhamdulillah anyone who's got even a simple understanding a simple mind will come to the right conclusion that Allah never changes his mind it was only for a period of time some laws were given for a duration for a period of time why because of the circumstances then but when circumstances would change to accommodate and to facilitate the people it would better suit that environment, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala would reveal a second order which would come in the place of the first order. Of course, but mm-hmm. And this is something that is not just uh, unique with uh, religious injunctions, mm-hmm. but this principle even works with all of the, uh, the entire universe functions on this. For an example, for a period of time for three months, you might have summer days. We're still looking for summer in June, July. <laughs> so for a period of time, you'll have summer days. And then after summer, you'll have winter days. And then after winter days, you'll have rainy days. And then you have autumn, spring. So now can someone say, oh you see Allah made a mistake, billah for a few months he wanted sun, and then... He changed his mind and then he wanted cold snowy wintry days and then he changed his mind again and he wanted rain and now Allah is continuously changing his mind la hawla la quwwata illa billah that is not true my respected brothers and this is again in line with the infinite wisdom of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that whatever laws that Allah reveal it is only for the benefit of humanity and the ummah of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wa sallam. And Allah has also explained this in the Qur'an. Mm-hmm. Allah says, if we were to abrogate one verse of the Qur'an. Remember, these verses don't have an expiry date. Don't get me wrong. It is part of the Qur'an. You have to recite it. So it is a recitation. But when it comes to injunctions, when it comes to laws, the fuqaha will tell you that this verse is abrogated and this verse is in function. So there are masayl that you can derive from this ayat karima So Allah says, if we were to cancel one law, it is only so that we are reinstating it with another law which is naati bi minha which is even more better and suitable for that environment for the people of the time mm-hmm. and allah says in another verse very clearly wa idha makana when we change one verse to another verse wa idha badalla aya wallahu a'lamu ma allah is saying I know what I have revealed. They would say to Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa that, ah, you see, because you have changed one legal order to another order, mm-hmm. that means that you have actually uh, fabricated the verses. It is your doing. Allah says, majority of the people have no understanding. Now, going back quickly to Nash, my respected brothers, we need to realize, that this system of naskh was also uh, in, uh, in application for the previous ummas, For the previous ummah. For an example, in the sharia of Yaqub alayhi salam, one man could have two wives. One man could have two wives. But don't, just have one, huh? The difference is, in the Sharia of Yaqub alayhi one man could have two wives, and for both of them to be blood sisters. This was the Sharia of Yaqub alayhi So in the Sharia of Yaqub alayhi salam, a man could marry two sisters, and they would come in his nikah. In fact, ulama have mentioned, Yaqub alayhi salam himself married two sisters. Hazrat Rahil and Liyya. Hazrat Rahil and Liyah. A lot of people say, Oh, Leah is a nice name. Can we keep this name? Bye. Don't keep Leah. Keep Khadija, Fatima, Zainab, MashaAllah. These are the names you want to, to keep. Don't go hundreds of years back. Follow the Sharia of Rasulullah. <laughs> sallallahu alayhi wasallam. And that, that is the weakness of Iman. Anything that even resembles, in you know, even in sound, to the Kufaric names will say, Okay, this name is nice. And so Adam will become Adam. Adam will became, become Adam. <coughs> a lot of times you'll feel that it, it, even Muslims, when somebody was to say, ask them, what's your name? Adam. And mm-hmm. they what Adam? Who are you trying to please? Say Adam. My name is? Adam. Adam. what's your name? Sarah. Sarah. Like an English name. <laughs> Sarah. But your name is not Sarah. Your name is Sarah. Mm-hmm. Be a Muslim, bye. Be a Muslim. Be proud of what you are. Why do you want to spoil your name for? So be Sarah, be Adam, mashallah, be Muhammad, be Ibrahim. Huh? My name is Yusuf, you know that you can call me Joseph also. <laughs> Why your name is Yusuf? Don't call yourself Joseph. Solomon. Uh, Solomon. <laughs> Solomon becomes <Soli>. Solomon. La hawla wa illa So it is very, very important. Now in the sharia of Yaqub, one man could marry two wives who were sisters. But then when the sharia of Musa came, That law was abrogated and now one could not marry two sisters in the nikah. So for an example, again another example, in the sharia of Musa a.s. in the legal dispensation of their sharia, in the time of Musa a man was free to divorce his wife for any reason. That if if she did not behave right, okay, I want to divorce her. No problem, you can divorce But then when Isa alayhi salam came, there were new laws. In the sharia of Isa alayhi salam, a man could only divorce a woman if she was accused of adultery. If she was accused of adultery. Only then you can give talak. Otherwise you could not give talak in the sharia of Isa alayhi salam. And so we have a lot of examples, my respected brothers, of the previous Sharia, that this mm-hmm. principle of naskh has been applied, and so also in the Sharia of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alaihi wasallam, there were certain laws for a period of time, and then certain laws had been changed again to facilitate, even in the world that we live in, mm-hmm. at times because of uh, maybe because of uh, the population the population was not so much so you had one set of rules and now uh, if it's a, a growing pro- population so you might have other rules and regulations mm-hmm. if there's not a lot of traffic then you have one, one rule there and if, the, if there's a lot of traffic all of a sudden there are other rules that are enforced mm-hmm. so this is something that is only to facilitate one other example and inshallah we will conclude the session I know Musabai is jumping for Adhan but you will have to wait Musabai so for an example A group of people that came and they they wanted information The legal principle of sharab, alcohol That what does Islam say about alcohol, liquor In the beginning it was not haram We need to understand that during the time of Rasul Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam The Arabs were people who would drink a lot of alcohol In fact they were addicted to alcohol Maybe for us to understand, I'd probably use this, this word that in Makkah during the time of Rasulullah <laughs> sallallahu alaihi wasallam, there were many pubs. Pubs would mean that a place where you could drink and everybody would gather, and it was a lot of business also. So alcohol was something that the Arabs would drink a lot, a lot. And so they came to Rasul sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam And they said to him anil A group of people came And you know People who want to embrace Islam first They want to come and understand about that religion And they say look We are interested in Islam But uh, if we become Muslims How do we live What are the rules and regulations You'll find some people so narrow minded huh? They say ah oh, Do you drink alcohol You can't become a Muslim do you eat pork you can't become a muslim first stop eating pork and stop drinking alcohol then become a muslim now is this the way you give dawah and some even go oh you'll have to become circumcised also huh <laughs> and the man runs away now that oh my god at this age when i'm 65 uh, to be circumcised what would happen of me and so we need to invite people with wisdom Mm. Say, to, say to the people, Oh, my sister, don't worry about scarf and hijab. Don't worry, whatever you are. First, come and take the ownership of the key of Jannah. Masha. At least become a Muslim. Mm. At least accept that there is no God but Allah and that Muhammad is his final messenger. Sallallahu alayhi mm. wa That is the first stage. Mm. Okay. And then slowly, inshallah, if you have embraced Islam... The barakat of the kalimah, Allah will slowly allow you to change. Of course, Slowly allow you. So we have to work with wisdom. And so a group of people came and they said, we want to become Muslims. Look at the beauty of Islam. How Islam looks for the cure. And how Islam treats that evil that is there. Now imagine if Islam was to say from the very beginning, that haram. And for the people who were addicted to liquor, drinking alcohol... It might even have an adverse effect on them. Mm-hmm. It would even harm them, and so very slowly, beautiful Quran, Allah says, "Kul fihi ma ismun, fihi ismun," and say to them that you know generally that in alcohol there is a lot of harm to the body, so it is not good for your health. Mm-hmm. Huh? There is, it is not good for your health. Yes, you might find that there is some benefit. There is some benefit. But the evil is greater than the benefit in alcohol. So now the Quran is slowly changing the mindset. Mm-hmm. That the it is it, it is not good for your health, and it could even uh, give you death. It could even give you death, mm-hmm. and this is what happens: drugs. Cigarettes Cigarette uh, That it gives you cancer And even alcohol According to a lot of our Arab scholars They even give fatwa That cigarette is haram Completely haram So in fact if you go to Saudi Arabia And if you smoke And you will find scholars who say la hawla wa la illa billah, They actually say this is haram They are not lenient They say this is haram Smoking is haram Totally haram it is an evil habit because Allah says that this will damage your health. And so it's not haram again. Now, slowly, the Quran. They were Muslims, but they were still drinking slowly. And Allah is treating this evil trait, this evil habit in them slowly. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed the second verse, giving them the second dose, step by step. And Allah says, Ya amanu, la salata wa antum sukara. Don't. Perform your salah if you are in the state of being completely drunk. Mm-hmm. Now it was difficult for them because namaz they have to pray how many times? Five, times? Five times a day. And so they have to be very, very careful. What is your time of drinking alcohol? Now look how Quran is setting the timetable for them. You want to drink alcohol? Be very careful. Huh? The, perhaps the only, the only longest duration of time they had was from Fajr to Zohar. Zohar and then Asr. Asr and then Maghrib. Maghrib and then Isha. When do we drink? Huh? So now the Quran is training the people. So now already people understood that the desire of Islam is not to come close to gambling and not to drink alcohol. And then that verse which which works as an abrogator, which abrogated the previous laws mm-hmm. in which you were allowed to drink until the day of Qiyamah now, the laws have been changed, and that gambling and drinking alcohol is completely haram. And Allah Subhanahu wa Taala says, "Inna al wal-maysir wal-insab wal-azlamu ritsum min amali shaitan And this ayat al says, "Abstain from it." And Allah says that uh, alcohol and all of these evils that are there, gambling, <laughs> all of these are the handiworks of shaitan. <laughs> it is evil. So now it is haram on you, completely abstain from it. Completely abstain from it. So this ayat Karima has abrogated the first ruling in which it was allowed to drink for a period of time. So there is hikmah and wisdom in everything. So you will find, my respected brothers, if you are just going to read the verses of the Qur'an and the translation, at times you might even be reading a verse which in recitation is there, but when it comes to the application of law, it might be abrogated. Because this was a system that has been accepted in Islam, and, and this is the wisdom of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, to facilitate the people. That is why Anbiya alayhimu salatu was salam was sent uh, in, in different periods of time. In different periods. This is the hikmah. Adam alayhi salam came first, and... Near the middle came Ibrahim alayhi salam and then after Ibrahim alayhi salam as it was time for Rasulullah to come you had great prophets that came immediately after him the likes of Musa alayhi and the likes of Isa alayhi salam to mentally prepare the people that look it's not an ordinary man Musa alayhi salam he's not an ordinary man Isa alayhi salam who are giving you the glad tidings that one man will come whose name is Muhammad a. Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wasallam Insha'Allah Ta'ala we will continue with this subject Obviously in continuation with the seerah and the biography of Hadrati Uthman radiallahu ta'ala A lot of the questions that can we have our own opinion in the Quran And a lot of the masail that are related to the Quran insha'Allah in the few sessions to come wa akhiru da'wana anil hamdulillahi rabbil alamin allahumma salli ala sayidina wa nabiyyina wa mawlana muhammadin nabiyil ummi wa ala alihi wa sallim taslima rabbana taqabbal minna wa tub alayna innaka antal tawwabur rahim sami'na wa ata'na ghufranaka rabbana wa ilaykal maseer birahmatika ya arhamar rahimin